My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. All right, folks, today I am joined by Chad Stahelski, a former stuntman turned director who has helmed the incredible John Wick franchise. Thank you so much for your time today. Chad, I want to start off with this new film. John Wick 4 asks how far and how long Wick is willing to go for his revenge. As the director of this film, does this also represent you asking yourself a version of that same thing? How big, how brutal can we possibly go? Are you, in addition to John himself, contending with how and when this all ends? Um, I don't think <laughs> that's that's a funny question. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's. I mean, Keanu and I never really look at it that way. We just go, okay, how can we? And I'm totally serious. Like, how can we be better? Like we're you know, we come from, you know, I don't come from the normal director path of where, you know, I'm, ex you know, you come with this expectation that you have to know everything. I come a little bit more from the, what would you call it? The working class side of Hollywood. Um, but we just go, okay, well, how do I get better as a director? Like, how do I, you know, how do I do things a little bit better? How do you learn from all the mistakes we've made? And they were a shit ton on all the other movies. Like how do, how do you get to be a better storyteller? How do I, how do I improve my editing? How do I stretch the colors? How do I learn more about wardrobe? How do you know? How do you expand this massive cinematic universe without being repetitive or without letting the audience down? Without you know blowing the expectations and like, yeah, man. It, it, to be honest, you wake up, you fucking terrified. You're like, oh. <laughs> you're actually shitting your pants every day. Um, but then you just realize like, what what's what's the core of it? And it's Keanu and I, and it's each of us gets a little bit better, so we. We, we try to grow out and then we expect a little bit more of our, our crew, our cinematographers, our production designer, our stunt team. And you just calm down a little bit and go, okay, what, where does it start? It starts with Keanu. So let's get him better. You know? So you focus on his skill set and okay, you're going to drive, you're going to do that. You're going to, you good. And Keanu, again, I have an unfair advantage to the rest of the world. I have Keanu Reeves. Yeah. The guy is the most committed, insanely intense, cannot keep him down kind of human you'll ever meet. So you start there and then you, you, you build from that. Well, so I'm going to jump ahead to one that I have about him. Everyone knows what he brings when it comes to his stunt work, but what do you think is the most underrated aspect of Keanu's contribution to these films? Um, okay. Behind the scenes, it's the, the creative collaborative. Like he, I, I go from, I'm a very visual. So I go from the outside in like set pieces, world colors. We're going to build it. And we're going to get this big brand, good, the bad, the ugly story theme about friends that have to frenemies and they have to fight like i'm good with that and then keanu's all about what the guy's feeling at that moment and how to put those subtleties in right so he's building the characters all our, not just wick but all our characters from the inside out he's helping us write them and collaborate from an actor standpoint which is his specialty and then you have the in front of camera thing which is almost the same it's the subtleties if you look i try to do like the leone thing and the power of the close-up right mm. so if you watch bill and keanu and hiroyuki there's when I punch in for a close-up, there's these subtleties. With Skarsgård, it's always after the scene's kind of over, he does the little eye twitch or he does a little smirk. With Keanu, he's got a very subtle, big screen sense of acting. When he's trying to emote, there'll be that one little chin tilt and that eye. And he's very good at projecting an emotion when he's going. And like, I, you know, there's natural empathy there and humanity that he, like, that's just Keanu. And he kind of brings it into the suit, if you know what I mean. And that, yeah, well, that's I, I bring that up because I was watching the first film with the director's commentary that you and 
David did. And you guys were talking about how the scene of Keanu reacting to his wife's death. And he was like, Hey, could I just turn this up to 11 here? And you guys let him. And that is not something that people I think know. And, and I'd like to get the word out there that Keanu is just as much as, you know, building the character soul as he is doing the fight scenes. Oh my God. So much like, here's you know and and okay i'm going to give you an action movie trope not directed anyone film or cast member anything like that but like you have the really strong hero and apparently that hero's always got to be cool can't ever be vulnerable can't ever cry like in our first movie we made this huge list you probably hear the stories of everything we love about action movies and everything we hate (laughs) you know from the stunt guys that do action movies what what we always see is goofy tropes and we tried to just dispel all those in the first. So, so we got our lead guy who doesn't talk for 40 minutes. <laughs> his first action scene, he gets the shit kicked out of him, like yep. literally zero skills in his pajamas, barefoot. Okay. We kill his puppy, right? His wife dies and it's not because of the bad guys. And we do a fight scene with a, a female action hero, Adrian Palicki at the, t- you know, and in number one in his boxer shorts. So can we do anything else to demean and, and make this character more vulnerable? I mean, how many action stars do you think would say yes to any of that? Well, and, and then have the long one, hair have and unkept, like, you, you know? You point out, like, we even included a scene of him cleaning up post-party just to really add those human ticks. Human moments. Um, so, like, okay, what do you do? Like, you know, how many people do you think would have agreed to that? Yeah, right. That's right. Keanu's strength. It's Keanu, the ego goes and he goes – he sees things. It's weird whether it's, I've you know known him for a while now and it's, he addresses it from a, that's why we include him so much in the, in the writing phase. Right. I, I don't see the, I'm not, I'm not naturally empathetic. Okay. <laughs> you know, just for whatever he, Keanu. And I, I'm sure you've seen the internet stories and people like he just sees things from a very human. He has the ability to see things from other people's perspective and see the big picture quicker than most people. And he has a very human response to other people which is entirely unique to me. I, I don't have any other uh, close friends that have that same kind of natural humanistic empathy that he has. And I just think when he develops a character, it's just natural. He doesn't think about that shit. It just makes sense to him. Yeah. Like that's how he addresses it. And I don't think most people get that, like his subtleties in that respect. I want to give your empathy a bit of credit. And I'm going to cut this part out because it's towards the end of the film. So this is just you and I. I need to know about the Eureka moment where you guys decided to give John a Kevlar line suit. Action movie heroes have been magically do- dodging bullets for decades. During yeah, my entire that was life. One of the and- that, that was one of the things we had on things we hate about action movies. So who was it was just like, oh, bulletproof clothes. Like I just put me in the room that day. Well, I, I, I swear to God, even now I, I devote like an hour to two every day just surfing the, the YouTube, you know, wormholes. Uh, it was years ago. I'm like, you know, we, we'd always, you know, first for fun, we do a lot of, the sun guys will sometimes do competitive shooting. Like, you know, at the target ranges. Yeah, and I've seen those. We, discovered, yeah. we, we discovered three gun with Taryn Butler and that's how we got Keanu into it. It's just fun. It, it's Zen. You go into that spot. What we do archery. We will do all kinds of kooky stuff to keep different skill sets up. And we were going down and I, you know, I, I forget the actual reason I started, but I ended up going down this thread and it was something I was looking into wardrobe and suits. And then I was looking for ways to holster guns and suits like built in holster, just kooky stuff on the day. And we came across this company called dragon skin, which is, you know, claimed to be the president's tailor and how they put ceramic tiles and suits. And I was like, 
oh, well, you know, we're in the service, it magically kind of connected. Well, we wanted the suit, you know, suits and, you know, sartorial, you know, choices are big in John Wick because we're a suit movie, right? We, we yeah. like that properness, the way it makes the formalness that it gives. And then we're like, oh, bulletproof suit. Like that's a real, that's a legitimate real thing with politicians and, yeah. and, and, and people that have ceramic tiles sewn in and, you know, Kevlar, like it'll break your ribs, but it'll stop the <laughs> yeah, bullet. Yeah, but you won't die. <laughs> right. So we thought, well, that's cool. We'll just kind of bleed it in that way. And we'll have this cool tailor guy and that'll give him a reason to go to New York. And he's going to get back in the world. Like John Wick's back. He's going to go give the gold coin to the map maker, to the, to the sommelier and we'll make it to the tailor. And the guy that plays the tailor is actually Luca Mosca, our actual wardrobe supervisor in number two. <clears throat> and we thought that that's great. And we kind of took it like, okay, how do we use it? And I was thinking, well, at least that gives the bad guys a chance to shoot him and John to show pain. And we were going it on and Keanu comes to me one day and I'm totally giving props to Keanu for this comes to me. And he's like, I'm going to do something like this. Mm. I'm like, and he, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right. And he's like, well, I don't want my head to get shot. And we both looked and I was looking at the fight choreographer and we're both looking like, that's either the greatest thing I've ever seen <laughs> or it's one of the goofiest. And we're just kind of like, oh, fuck it. Okay. Let's let, and Keanu took it to a whole new level. So now that's, that's part of the gig. Yeah. Dude, it's in the, it's in the fights. Stuff. Yeah, the way that you guys have weaved it into the so action I, I, now. I'm going to take credit for the bulletproof suit, but I'm going to give Keanu credit for the actual how he did that. That like That's all Keanu, man. That was all yeah. not not a, one of our choreographers, not one of our stunt guys. That was fucking Keanu coming up with it. It's wow. still Keanu and I were just talking about that the other day on the plane. We're like, can you believe that worked? If we're like, oh my god, that worked. Because it's because it, yeah, it's just it's just a great way to explain uh, such a glaring hole in these type uh, of films. In the commentary for the first film, I was struck by this. You and Dave said that quote: "The biggest conversation was whether or not to kill the dog." Do you believe yeah. the franchise would be where it is today if you went the other way with that mm -hmm. choice? Why or why not? You know, brother, it, it's terrifying to think back to all the little choices that we had to make. That well, that, I read that, that book that just came out, so I am aware of sort of the long road of what it took to get there. Yeah, no, just like you think about, like we thought maybe being first-time directors, we should just shut up and not be so <laughs> confrontational. Like we were, we were assholes. Like we were. There's no way we're killing. Like Alfie Allen's character is dying, and he's going to die violently. But and no one wanted. Like they didn't want Ken to just walk up and execute him. Like no, he's actually you know, we're hard boiled. And like they didn't want Keanu Reeves to have the long hair and the beard. They didn't want him to like fight Adrian Palicki in the boxer shorts. They didn't want to kill the puppy. And we get it. Like we totally got it. But like we're also like if we if we neuter one thing, the whole tone's gonna flip. But the, and you know we kind of stuck to our guns and all stuff. Like great, we're proud of that. But like you know in the end of it, like I, I completely empathize with everybody else that was kind of telling us otherwise because it, it hadn't been done and that was a no no. Like don't. Don't make your hero look that 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 evil, um, and it's not to the end that it all kind of worked. And to be honest with you, we didn't, first time directors, we didn't fucking know. It yeah. wasn't until the movie was done that like that tone magically happened. Yeah. And uh, like we just think back and we, we our handshake, we're like, oh, well, we almost didn't do that because <laughs> there was times when Dave and I would everybody else would leave. Like we were always like that was our, we argued as much as anybody, but we, we didn't argue in front of others. You know what I mean? We just wait till the door shut. And then we, you know, we'd be the, the united front together. But when everybody left the office, we'd shut the door and go, okay, dude, should we kill the puppy? <laughs> like, we don't know. Like, is this a good idea? It's like, we're like, oh, fuck, we can't kill the puppy. And then we'd have a couple of drinks. And be like, oh, no, we got to kill the fucking puppy. <laughs> but it, it, it's, yeah, it's, 
it, it's crazy to think back about those choices. I mean, the book that I read, it's called They Shouldn't Have Killed This Dog. The dog yeah. has become the heart of the entire almost decade-long stretch, you know? Yeah. It's just it's a crazy sliding doors. Madness, right? So, you know, growing up, I grew up with the Arnolds and the Stallones and the Bruce. For my adult life, I'd say there have been three action stars. The Marvel stars, whatever the hell Tom Cruise is doing, and John Wick. Now... You nice. might be too much in the weeds to think about it, but do you ever take a 10,000 foot view and consider where John Wick ranks among the all-time pantheon of legendary action heroes? Or are you not quite there yet and are just going to let the films and character speak for itself when it's all said and done? Yeah, that's kind of more a gig, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I love the work. I love the gig. I love working with smart people. I love working with cast members that I respect. Um, yeah. I love making love letters to action movies. Like, I don't know, we get done. We try to throw ourselves into the work. Um, I think Keanu, I, again, Keanu's experienced all different ranges of budgets of films. And I've only yep. directed, obviously, the Wicks. But there's those moments, like, you know, you don't, like, the difference between where we started and where we are now is so life-changing. It's a bit odd. Like, on this tour, this is the the craziest press place I've ever, our press tour I've been on. Like we've always had a little bit of love in your fan base and you're just very respectful and you're flattered. And we got off the plane in London and it was like, it kind of hit you. And then we did South by Southwest this year. It was kind of where we started in Austin, Texas on the first movie. And the audience was so amazing and it kind of hits you a little bit and it's, it does get to you. You're like, Whoa. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a, a brutally honest. It's like, we still think we're in the low budget. Mm. You know, we're making this little action movie that hopefully people will like. And I don't know. I think that's a good place to be right now. So. so you are now in the process of spinning the franchise off with the ballerina film that you are producing. What is ballerina going to bring to the universe that John Wick has not yet? And what is Anna de Armas bringing that Keanu yeah. has not brought yet? Um, I, I got to try I'll chat. Leave, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll leave the details to Len Wiseman for that. The director on, on ballerina and to Anna herself. Yeah. Um, look, uh, Keanu is a little bit more involved in that because he's done a he's done a, an appearance in that film, which is great. Um, I think Lens. I, I've known I I worked for Len as a stunt guy on on uh, Die Hard Four. I think it was like so. I've known Len for a while since he was in the Underworld through a mutual friend, and I, I think he's a fantastic um, person to hand the torch to to go off in a different direction and see. I think Len's got a you know he's very respectful of us, but he's also got his own thoughts and and views, which I think is amazing. Anna, again, I've had very little interaction, but the the, the times we've talked and what you've gone is like, you know, I, again, I can only go off what I, I, I've known and seen of her work. And she's got that little something that you just, you know, you can't put your finger on, but you like, there's something you can't, I mean, you just, you just instantly gravitate to her. Like she's, she kind of owns the scene for a sec. Yep. And if they do even half of what we hope for i think they're going to have something special so we'll see i've got to start to wind down here so i just want to ask sure. you two more uh i'm sure you have not really thought about this because you've got john wick on the brain but you are attached to the ghosts of tsushima film yep i'm asking you this because the last of us just came through and blew everyone yeah. away Wait, and i'm not see. yeah and i'm not suggesting that you weren't planning on bringing your a game but i do think the last of us is going to shine a further spotlight on upcoming video game I hope so. I hope okay, so. Great. I, I, that's why we've got so much ghost is something, it, it, you know, rainbow six and working on ghosts is working on um, in both are fantastic projects that I, I really hope to come to fruition. 
Um, but just Ghost, because of that that link to the video game, because Ghost has, I don't know if you know the game, but it's got an amazing Yeah, story. I played. It's the anti-samurai samurai movie. It's got great thematics. Um, we have a lot of a lot of push on that and a lot of interest because of Last of Us pushing that. Yes, the curse of video games and movie is kind of lifted. Like it can be done. You just got to give it love and attention. Yep. I think uh, Ghost of all the other video games in development, I think that's the one that's gonna that's gonna yep. land the great. And then finally, I just want to wrap here. Uh, I want to ask you about a film that you're probably not asked about much. Certainly not during this press run. V for Vendetta is oh, undoubtedly one of my. One of my one of my favorite comic book films of all time. Same here. Not- Same here. Amazing. And let's just say it's aged quite well. Um, I, I really like it. Not only did you work on the stunts, but you were like the fire walker guy, right? I was. I did so a couple when I, when I bring that film up, what's the first memory that pops in your head? Uh, at the time, David Leach was Dublin V. I just remembered... Uh, there was a little bit of casting issues going on with some changing of, of the guard there. And they had Dave do the, the called the V speech and, you know, without, with a mask on, you can't, so just Dave learning the whole speech and doing the whole oh, V for Vendetta, you know, that kind of thing. It was pretty crazy. And to be with James Mateek, who had been our friend in the first AD and all the matrixes watching his directorial debut, us trying to support him, the Wachowskis being there, obviously it's like the, the matrix reunion for all of us that had done all that. And, and really see that come out. And then, uh, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, doing a naked fire burn kind of stands out in my memory. <laughs> you know, we had to figure that one out a little bit. That was before some of the special gels they have. So we kind of figure out how to lower body temperature and stand out in Berlin in the freezing cold and not get, not get certain parts burnt was always. Is that really you screaming? Ah! It's funny. Uh, the scream is in there. The scream was dubbed in, you know, in other words, I, I do have a scream. Um, I think it was on the third take we were going through and uh, not to be too detailed, um, you have protective gel on you and a gel on top of that, that the, the actual liquid fuel is put on. And when you walk, you're, 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 you got to be very careful not to rub your arms on the armpits or your legs because it'll wipe off the protective gel. So you kind of have to walk a little bow legged and you have to keep your arms away from your hips, but it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to walk and keep your butt cheeks from, from rubbing. So the wind, we had these little fans that were keeping the flames off me from the front and the heat back. These little, as I walk, the flames are, the fans are blowing the flames off. The wind changed during me screaming, going, ah, and the wind changed. It went right up between the legs and I got, so I went, ah, and I went up about three octaves as I got a little, got a little singed right on the, uh, Chad, John Wick 4 is incredible. Your film working is amazing. I think that you and these films are proof that sequels when done right can only enrich this medium that we call film thank you so much for your time today man and i can't wait to see what you have next (laughs) thank you brother we'll talk soon yeah yep cheers chad appreciate that